This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> On Fox's 911 and 911 Lone Star, the f uh, sorry. <laughs> Good start. We're gonna have an outtake early on, guys. Um, <laughs> with Fox's 911 and 911 Lone Star, the emergency is always on fire. Um, except we can't really say that right now. Like, no. anyways, but that's beside the point. We like to break down every episode with the intensity of Sergeant Grant and the enthusiasm of Firefighter Mateo. Hey, guys. So, day two of this big freeze. Which, like, look. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a 911 stable to, like, make your premiere several episodes. Like, wasn't the Tsunami episode four, or the Tsunami thing no, four episodes? No, Tsunami was only, like, two and a half. Oh, okay. It just Still, seemed like it was more... But here's the thing. It was the season three opener. So here's the thing. I'm thinking that the 911 universe is like season three is when we have to go really, really big because otherwise we're going home. Like, which is fine. But also, like, if you're going to do that, then you need to have like two episodes, the first two episodes air back to back and then the third air the next week. Like, I cannot deal because now you have now you have these three episodes that are taking place over the course of like two days appear like premiering in a month right. literally a month because we have two weeks to wait for the third episode like <laughs> okay why are we taking a break next monday because the holiday that's BS. i was gonna say probably because the holiday <gasps> that's stupid <laughs> it is stupid <laughs> because no offense it's not a major holiday where I get off work. So therefore yeah. it's not worthy of television being paused. Yeah. That sucks. My mom gets off work. <laughs> like, I work for a tech company. We only break for the major ones. Yeah. We weren't even, I mean, I work in a movie theater, so we're not even close Thanksgiving or Christmas. <laughs> so we're not going to be close. How are you guys doing with the screen premiere? Huh? I said, how are you guys doing with the screen premiere? I actually um, have not worked this week. I worked Monday this week um, and then Tuesday, but it premieres tonight. So I work tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. So we'll see. <laughs> we have had a few calls where people call and they're like, oh, can I like dress up as Ghostface? And it's like, have you seen Scream 2? No, have you, you seen cannot, Scream 2? <laughs> like, no, you cannot dress up as Ghostface coming to the movies. No. No. Like, what the uh, fuck? But anyway. I'm not worried, though. Honestly, we, we handled Spider-Man pretty well. Like, were we all, like, dead on our feet by the end of the night? Yes. Absolutely. Did we all go through the first week of January in an absolute haze? Because <laughs> the kids were finally back in school. Also, yes. But now I think we're like, we're good. We're good. I think that we could handle it because we handled Spider-Man. That's true. So in this episode, <laughs> in this episode, I have beef with Lone Star right now. Um, I had Ooh. beef with them for the first episode because they broke up TK and Carlos. And now I yes. have even more beef about that because I found out that they broke them up just so Carlos could have more airtime. That is not a reason to break up a couple, ladies and gentlemen. No. Um, but my beef with them for this episode is because hypothermia for two separate members at the exact same time. Like, I was going through it this entire episode. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> dude. And... Paul. I love Paul. He's just, oh, I'm not gonna lie. The TK stuff, I wasn't as emotional about. And I think that's because we all knew it was coming. Um, we all knew what was gonna happen because Ronan can't keep his mouth shut. And so like, and it was in the preview. So like, we really knew what was going on with yes. TK. So yes. I knew hypothermia was on his radar anyway, because we've seen the photos, we'd seen the preview. I didn't know anything about what was happening to Paul. So my emotions were very heightened. 
Um, yeah. Paul is one of my favorites of the entire cast. Um, and Brian Michael Smith is such a talented actor. And I think he gets performer of the episode. I really do. I think. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I agree. <laughs> but I, I literally was sit, like, my mom doesn't watch the show at all. And she, I was watching it in her living room this past Monday as one of my last days, you know, at her house. And she's in the kitchen cooking some, I don't know what she was cooking. She was cooking something. Not, doesn't matter. She was kind of paying attention to the episode and she could see me sitting on the, <laughs> sitting on the edge of this, the sofa with my hands <laughs> up against my mouth and like squealing. She's like, Mary, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, he's, 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 and I like couldn't even like finish my statement because I was just like, I don't even know what's going on. No, it's a lot of chaos, a lot of chaos. Of course the pipes and to be fair, when this actually happened in Texas last year, the pipes were a problem because Texas wasn't used to free frigid cold, you know, cold weather. Yeah. Like I do like that touch of, of like accuracy with their storytelling with that. Yeah. I <laughs> I will say I do think that they kind of um actually let me start let me start with saying that something that I never thought I would experience is seeing Rob Lowe probably the whitest man that I know um <laughs> walk out his door in a snowstorm and go amigo <laughs> literally it is it was so unnerving and I can't even explain why I was like, no, get him back inside. Somebody get him back. Like, no, why is he doing this? And then he, like, tried to speak in Spanish a little bit at the end of the episode. Fucking horrible. Just like. (sighs) Here's my thing. And if anybody read my review, they know how I feel about this whole (laughs) storyline with the migrants and everything. Um. They're turning it into a savior complex story for him. Fully. It's the whole point of it to the detriment of the people of color in this situation, which I'm like, that's labeling them as people that need to be saved. And I'm like, that's yeah. no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's not correct. But also my main issue with this is that like just yesterday, literally storyline wise yesterday, he was telling Marjan the world doesn't want to be saved. And now here he is saving people. And I'm like, wait, what, what caused this change in, 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 in motivation here? Marjan didn't convince you, but some random ass migrant in the snow did like literally that you couldn't even understand that you couldn't understand. And you thought was a migrant and ended up being the coyote. And it's like, Nope. Like, I just, I writers, what are you thinking? My thing with it is like, (laughs) okay like it just it's it's the thing is is that it's it's fucking dumb it's it's stupid and I don't mean that in the sense of like it's never stupid to tell like the story of like undocumented people and how they get their way to this country and stuff like that like that totally makes sense to put Owen in the middle of that situation to put Owen in the middle of that situation when you could have done like because we all know that this will lead to him being like oh, like, I have to care about people, like, even if people don't need to be saved, like, I have to help save people, whatever, like, we know that'll be the outcome, because that's, he has to go back to, like, the Owen that we know, you know, so it's, like, you could have done this anyway, could have had him find somebody who had been bitten by a bear, you could have had him find somebody, you could have had him find that child who was under the ice, like, you could have done anything, and you chose to give Owen, of all people, this storyline, Come on. It's whitewashing at its worst. Yeah. And I I just I don't see the point of it at all. It's no, not I don't it either. doesn't connect with the rest of the episode. That's the other thing. Is that like exactly. it's not even because even the Grace and Judd stuff connects into everything, even though it's completely separate. So yes. like Owen's 
thing doesn't come doesn't connect in at all and if they wanted to do something with undocumented workers or whatever why couldn't they have had marjan discover him yes carlos discover him like have someone who has the authority to tell that story tell that story because yeah. even Owen like, is Grace the whitest white man him. on the planet. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, like even, you know, Grace going home, if she found him, like, next episode as she was leaving for whatever reason she's leaving, that would make more fucking sense than, than Owen finding these people. I just, it's, it's, it's something that they threw in to be like, no, look, we're still woke, guys. I know that we don't care about our trans man and we don't care about um, any of our queer people as much as we should. But we do still care about diversity. Guess what, guys? We woke. But no, but, literally. But it gets lost in translation because it ends up being white savior complex. And yeah. it's like, this does not plead your case any better. <laughs> like, you've no. already upset a group of people by breaking up a couple just to give one of them more screen time. Which in itself, I have so many issues with because there are other ways you can give them screen time and still let them have a romantic life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. But anyways, but yes, the Owen stuff just doesn't track at all. No. And this random woman. Oh my God, I'm sick of her. I'm just like, can we... Can we just get rid of her? Like, what is the point of her? Except for her to just randomly show up with a ham radio. Like, I just. And also, Owen, how do you know how to do frontier type medicine? Like, Owen, where did where did you learn this? Like, where did you learn this? Uh, Soldering off the 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 wound so it doesn't bleed, and and the whole like I'm just like, dude, where'd you learn this? In cowboy school? Because you're not a cowboy. Watching him brand that man, even if it was to save his life, I was like, what the fuck is going on? That's also a negative connotation towards Huh? I said that's also a negative connotation towards the way they're trying to tell this story. Like, Yeah. There's imagery involved that, like, can be taken the wrong way. I just, like, like... The show knows that that used to happen, right? That, like, white people literally used to brand Black people when they were their slaves. Like, what the fuck did you think you were getting? Like, why I would mean, you do that? I just, of all things. Their cattle, a.k.a. their property. Yeah. And that, therefore, you're making that illusion that he's marking this guy as his property. And I'm like, that. And even if he's mm-hmm. not, if he's not, like, like, that's, like, that was the first thing I thought of. The first, I was like, oh, yeah. he's branding him. That's fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. I thought of it as branding. I was like, well, I only said cauterizing because that's what they ended up saying on the show. But yes. I was like, in my head, I was like, did he just brand him? Yes. Because like, I'm like, he's going all cowboy. Like that, in my head, I'm like, that makes sense. Like branding an animal, like whatever. But I'm just like, oh, wait, that implies, oh, no. And I'm even so like, just- like, I wouldn't even be okay with Judd doing it, but it would have made more sense if you had somebody like Judd do it because he is a cowboy. Like he, he is literally from Texas. Is a cowboy. Owen he is literally from New York. <laughs> like, like uh, nobody in fucking New York City is branding their cattle, <laughs> Owen. That's not happening. Uh, I just, it was so weird. Just his whole storyline was so, from like meeting this woman whose, again, name I cannot even remember, who he has no fucking chemistry with, even though they said, I know they said they weren't doing it like romantically, not one ounce of even platonic chemistry. I cannot, I couldn't, she was on the screen with him and I was like, when are we going to go back to literally anybody else? Can we focus on the dog? Oh my God, Buttercup! <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, instead of her, can we just focus on the dog? Can the screen, yes, exactly. on the, can the camera fo- focus on the dog? Exactly. Because I'd rather see the dog than her. Yeah. And, and listen, problem, kudos to that actress. She's trying. She's out here doing oh, her yeah. job. Like whatever. She's she's fine. It's just there's no rhyme or reason to her her being there, and no. there's no chemistry between her and Owen even as friends. So it's like yes. I can't even see why you guys are talking to each other. No, it's like like 
And I feel like if she had like a landline or something, that would be kind of different. But like she had a fucking ham radio. Like you're telling me because, Owen didn't bring some because kind her of her ex-husband, her ex-husband was obsessed with ham radio. Because we have to mention that she's straight, or at least at some point was in a relationship with the opposite sex. <laughs> like, dude, what? How did he know? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm already, and like, it's not even that it's too much, Owen. It's that none of it fucking makes sense. It does not make any sense. None. None of all. it seems integral to the to the storyline because, like, everything has, like you said, everything connects. Everything has its place. Judd is at, you know, Paul's scene with Mateo and also he's connected to Grace because he's calling her and then he's visiting her. And so that's how Grace is linked in. TK and Nancy and Tommy are doing their thing. Yeah, they all have their, like, TK now is fucking hypothermia. And, like, it would have made more sense, again, And start randomly screaming out Yiddish, or Hebrew or whatever. And then we're like, okay. (laughs) It's like, oh, I don't know Hebrew. Okay. All right. (laughs) Like, chuckling Um, nervously. What the fuck? (laughs) I will say, if anybody, again, if anybody read my review, I raved about Ronan and Brian for this episode because TK while we knew it was going to happen, we were prepared that it was going to happen. It was still emotional because we didn't expect him to be the one to strip his own clothes off and get violent towards his coworkers because he's so out of it. He doesn't know what's going on. Like, yes, it was just like, Oh my God. What? Oh my God. And I also mentioned that, you know, I hate that they're always doing things to TK, but I realized that, for that storyline, for those three of them to be the ones that responded to the emergency, TK is the only one that could have done what the, was needed for that job because yeah. he's the only one with fire with previous firefighter experience. Yeah. Therefore, even though Tommy and Nancy are very strong women and they could have pulled that kid out of the water, they don't have the skill set to know how to handle that kind of emergency. Right. Exactly. And out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> also I do I, I do, do just want to mention I didn't read your review because I hadn't written mine yet obviously when you posted it and I don't like to read reviews before I write my own because I'm so afraid of like accidentally taking a sentence mm-hmm. from a review that I read which I don't think would happen but like worries yeah, me no, I get you yeah so I don't and I just haven't read it since yesterday but usually I do <laughs> but I was just like like, I, I just, it was genuinely so depressing seeing TK. <laughs> like, it was so upsetting. That poor boy. I swear to God, he needs to go to, like, some tropical island and just retire at this point. Yes. Um, he's been through enough. And even worse is they can't find his dad. His mom's not in town. And he doesn't have a boyfriend anymore. So, like, he's practically alone in this hospital because he's in the ICU so they're not gonna let just any Joe Blow co-worker go in there and see him right and so it's like that just makes it even more sad (laughs) I do think that I do think that um given like who Tommy and Nancy are like seeing Mm -hmm. that like it depends what hospital they went to really and obviously we won't know those details but like it can maybe be assumed that they go to that hospital often to drop people off. So maybe they'll be able to get in because they know like the people on call, like know them, but there's not somebody who's there. Tommy was able to get information. So like, yeah. So I mean, in the sense that like, yeah, they'll let Tommy in, but like him and Tommy aren't like super, super close. So like the people that he's closest to are not going to be able to either be there right away or even get in you know so it's like it's just, and Ronan was on his game like he Ugh. acted his little heart out I love him he, <laughs> he acted his little so heart good. out and he made me I was literally shivering from chills watching him shivering as they were trying to revive the little boy like oh my god oh my god I was like I'm freezing Ronan take that shit off like take off your clothes 
And yes. not a, I want to see your chest kind of way, like a lot of people would be. Mine is, you're breaking my heart, child. Please get yourself warm. <laughs> it's very sad. I was very sad. <laughs> I will. Um, I will say, kind of going back to like everyone being connected, the thing with Owen having this random fucking storyline is that it would have made a lot more sense had he like, I don't know, like that woman came up and said, oh, somebody crashed into a tree near my house and then it's Marjan. Right. Like that would have been a lot better. Yep. But instead or we even, don't see Marjan until or- the end of the episode. <laughs> Or it even would have made more sense for him to find this Hispanic man in the snow if he had been out trying to be a hero first responder from the get-go instead of, like, going and hiding off in the woods. Like, if it had been a situation of he ended up in the woods because, like, I don't know, that neighbor had called into 911 or something because she had seen him then that makes sense of him helping like taking the guy to her house and like helping him that way. But like, none of this makes sense. No. Make it make sense. (laughs) Um, But definitely the big story of this episode is the church and Judd and Mateo fighting their hearts out to try and find their way to Paul. Um, And I'm going to give kudos, snaps, whatever, to little sweet Mateo when his commanding officer was like, um, aren't you part of the 129? He goes, the 129 is my house, but the 126 is my family. And I'm just like, stop, I love you. Like, so like, corny, but so cute. It's so corny, but, like, he, it was the first time he's ever really, like, spoken up and spoken yes. out to somebody. And so it's like, way to go you got balls <laughs> like it was yes. just so great and the way that they lined up Paul talking about his members of his 126 family and then like showing a flash of them doing the work to rescue him I loved that scene it was beautiful it was very well done yes um is very and I know those scenes are like cliche and very like oh they're supposed to be motivational and blah 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 I'm sorry but if you've never gotten a very sweet tweet from Brian Michael Smith who that says (laughs) something motivational to you then you don't understand how very Brian that whole scene was yeah Um, I I I say this to I tell this story when I talk about like the most random things that have ever happened to me on Twitter. But um, I had tweeted once about how I felt kind of down in the dumps and my br- I was having a bad mental day, like whatever. And I felt like people all hated me or whatever. And I had forgotten that Brian followed me at the beginning of last season when I started reviewing this sh- or at the beginning of season one, when I started reviewing the show, cause he was like, follow I guess he was following critics of the show or whatever but um I tweeted that out and then he replied with that sounds like the depression talking honey you better not listen to it and I was just like (laughs) it was so cute and it was very who he is and I felt like in that moment he really truly connected to Paul like that yeah. scene was that moment that he really became Paul and Paul became him. And like, he didn't have to act. That was Brian being himself. He was motivating yes. that girl to not think negatively about herself, to realize that she still has a fire inside her, even if she's freezing to death. Um, mm-hmm. Like that whole thing was just so Brian. <laughs> and, it was I so it, sweet. I, and I said it, about as eloquently as that in my review, I think. Anyway, but, um, and I felt that I connected to that because when that girl said those things that she said, I was like, that was me in high school. I was that person that I was like, nobody's going to care if I'm gone. Nobody's going to notice me. Like she was doing all these things to try and be seen. And, and 
the only person that ends up seeing her is Paul. And like, that's the cutest thing, but she doesn't know that Carlos saw her too. And I, I'm waiting for that moment when she is made aware of that. I wish they, I hope they show that kind of moment. Cause that would be beautiful to like yes. show her that the reason they came after her was because of Carlos, that Carlos realized she was missing, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that I mean Paul kind of mentioned it in the scene where he's like you know we noticed you were gone or you weren't there or whatever and she goes oh people noticed and I'm just like I want her to face to face with the person that was legitimately the person that noticed yes like, because I think that would mean a lot to her as a person yes it would also show us more of like of Carlos and how like it would show him that he is like a genuine help to people that he mm-hmm. impacts people differently. Also, it would go a long ways with the way they set up how their police is portrayed. And I, I'm this critical about every show that has police in it because some shows like to romanticize it. Some shows are like, eh, well, we do, how, you know, they are how they are, like, whatever. But I feel like 911 does try to make it a well-rounded view of law enforcement. But I feel like Lone Star hasn't done that yet. And so that's why I'm like, I, they need to do something like that, I think, to really round that out. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I just Grace is gonna have her damn baby and Billy is gonna fucking be there. I I <laughs> I just, just keep like thinking about that. It's it's it it's one of those things where it's like I get why as a writer you'd be like this is important, but like as a viewer, like no. <laughs> why would you do that? Like, why would you, like, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure they'll have, like, this, like, you know, wonderful scene where Judd rushes in at the last moment, and he's with her when, like, she's, when the daughter's born or whatever, and, like, that's fine or whatever. Like, they did with Maddie and Jim? Right, but, like, it would mean so much more if, like, he was, if Judd was just, like, able to be there. Right. I just, I don't want to see, or, like... If you're going to put somebody with her in that situation, like, it needs to be Tommy. Right. I just, I'm not at all interested in watching this man who has, like, gone out of his way to hurt people in her life, multiple people in her life. And, like, I just, I don't want to watch him be the person to, like, help her. I don't think that that's right. And I'm trying to figure out why he's at her damn house in the first place. Yeah. Bro. Why are you going to her house? Yeah. Because I guarantee you it probably has something to do with Judd slash Owen. And if that's the case, why don't you bother Judd at his job? I guess he might not know if Judd's at work and, like, he just went to go see Judd. But, like, still, like, dude, come on. Call first. No, he has to know Judd's at work. He's his boss now. He's the boss. No, he has to. Yeah, no, I don't know. He's just an asshole. (laughs) Ugh. Listen, Charlie Swan, what have you done? <laughs> Seriously. Um, but ultimately this um sorry, I'm, I had a thought in my head and it kind of <laughs> um I did like that we the bit of grace that we did get to see was her directing them how to find the wall closest to Paul. Like, yes. That was the cool thing. Like that was really cool. Like she knew the she was like looking at the blueprint and I'm like, this is the grace that we have loved for two years. Yes. And we get to see her in action, helping out her man. Oh. We love Ugh. to see it. <laughs> I like they remain the best couple on television right now. Yes. They um, really do. For me, they're number two behind Jackie and Neville from the Connors, but that's just because 
I've watched Roseanne my whole life and seen Jackie struggle with relationships. And she finally has this guy that's perfect for her. And so like, it's beautiful to be, see them in a relationship, but it's a very close second to that with Judd and Grace <laughs> because Judd and Grace are like relationship goals. Seriously. <laughs> I need to find me a Judd. Oh my God. Or a Grace. I'm good. Or a Grace. Yeah. By, by all means. I, I don't judge. I don't, Here's, I, I go for either. Now I want to talk about, and this, these are, um, I, these are kind of spoilers for episode three. It involves okay. discussing the promotional pictures that came out. So of course, if anybody listening has not, doesn't look at them, doesn't watch the promo, definitely like go fast forward a few minutes. Um, I want to talk about, did you look, end up getting to look at all of them? I saw a few of them, yes. I'm not sure if okay. I saw all of them, but even if I haven't, I'm sure I can know what you're talking about. Did you see the one um, of of TK and his mom? Yes. Okay. And then did you see the one of everybody, um, I, I assume at the 126, and they're like holding a cake or something? No, I didn't see that one. Okay. But because... I do have theories based on the picture that I've seen of him and his mom. Me too. I think that that's like a dream sequence. I think it's a flashback, something like that. This other picture that TK is in, fully dressed, out of the hospital, standing up, has Owen, and because we saw him shaving in the promo, right? Or in one of the pictures. Maybe. And this yeah. photo has him like beardless. I don't want it to be over and done that quick like exactly that's what I'm worried about let me see if I have it saved and I'll send it to you um and then we'll we'll post it on the Twitter tomorrow or maybe we'll wait until the episode airs and you can just look it up if you're interested um because I I just dm'd it to you on Twitter but like the it just if they were to be done with it that quickly if they were to to have him like up and out of bed that quickly it would diminish a lot of what the storyline has been. I wonder, because there's no ice or snow on the ground, if this is a flashback to before the freeze, the and day that like it eight months ago when the firehouse closed. That's I what wonder I if it's too. because Owen looks extremely clean shaven and looks really good, and Marjan looks totally fine, and Paul looks totally fine. So I think that this is a flashback. Why? I hope so. I hope so. But why wouldn't Carlos be there? I mean, I guess Carlos they say wasn't he was really working. involved in the 126. Yeah. I think it was just the 126 there, like them specifically for that house. But then, yeah, because the thing that that got me was the construction workers behind them. Yeah, because it's right when the house when the firehouse closed. Remember, they they wanted to immediately do construction, but then Marjan kept fighting. And so, like, it's been, it had been a battle for, like, months. Yeah. So, I hope that's my assumption. That's my assumption. Because, like, if they, A, have him out of bed and, like, find that quickly, it's going to be upsetting. And, B, release that in a promotional photo. Like, somebody needs to talk to the intern at, at Fox. Yeah, I, I really do think it, because based on the weather more specifically than anything, I think yeah. it's a flashback to like right before the freeze or something like that because of the I way sure all of them so. look. Um, God, I do hope so. But also, I, yeah, I hope so. I really do. Because if they do another, the, th the other thing is, is that for the weather to look like that, they'd have to do another flash forward. And I don't need them to do that again this season. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And I Which don't think they would do that again this season. I don't think they would, but they could theoretically if you're they right. want to get TK out of the hospital sooner. But I think what they're really wanting, because based on the conversation I read regarding the reasoning behind breaking up TK and Carlos, they made it sound like the ICU situation was going to kind of bring them back towards each other, but it wasn't going to solve the problem. 
And I think that like, they wouldn't want to, this is me giving the benefit of the doubt to the writers that they're great people and they wouldn't want to mess up something and want to write something perfectly. But like in a perfect world, I would think that they would want to focus a bit more on Carlos before trying to like push ahead a few months. Yes. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Let's hope so, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I will have serious but, beef if they just are but like, I wonder, my, my thought process about the picture of TK and his mother is that, like, TK's trying to decide where to go, like, soul-wise, if he's going to, you know, the whole existential, am I going to yes. go to heaven or am I going to go back? Um, yeah. And I think that's his mom sitting there talking to him about it and about his life and his life decisions and, you know, that kind of existential, aka Grey's Anatomy type thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Grey's Anatomy is very famous for doing those kinds of scenes, um, mostly with freaking Meredith Grey. Actually, only with Meredith Grey. <laughs> Nobody else has done it. the light, y'all. Because, like, with Callie, I almost said Callie O'Malley. Um, but Because her name was Callie O'Malley when she married George for, like, a hot second. Uh, but Callie Torres, when she had an out-of-body experience, it was a ghost and singing. And then Meredith Grey's the only one that's had, like, sit-down, otherworldly <laughs> conversations with spirits of people or whatever. Yeah. I genuinely... <laughs> I don't, I don't remember enough about Grey's Anatomy to know whether you're right or wrong, but I believe um, you. Again, I was with my mother for two months and she was binge watching Grey's Anatomy. So I got to see her watch season like six through two, 10. Because my mom would watch it almost every night. But anyways, not the point. The point is this <laughs> picture with TK and his mom is probably a dream sequence. Yeah, that's and I'm what I hoping think too. I'm hoping that e- that picture is either a flashback or another dream sequence. Because yep. that could also be a dream sequence where he's thinking, oh, I'm fine. And this is like my future. Like, this is what could happen, you know. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess it could be like, oh, like, a la- <laughs> what the hell is it called? Oh, shit. A Christmas Carol? Is that what it's called? Yes. With the the ghost of Christmas past, present and yeah. future. So, like, yeah, he basically has that where, like, the ghost of Christmas future shows it being, like, demolished or something. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The one thing, I was looking at this picture and I, like, zoomed in and I'm like, why is Owen oddly holding a bear claw? Right? <laughs> it's just him. It's just him. He's the only one that has a bear claw in his hand. And the way he's holding it is not proper for something that has icing on it. So I'm like, no. sir, what are you doing? Like, well, I guess, you know what, though? I guess, okay, if we want to give the benefit of the doubt yet again, um, it, it could be like a dog toy if Buttercup's there. I, I don't know, because it looks like the box has been opened. So I, I'm not oh, sure that it's bear claws in there. Huh? Oh, you think? Okay, I was thinking there was like a cake in there, but I, I guess that's donuts. like going too far. I think it's donuts. I think it's donuts, based on what's yeah. in Owen's hand. <laughs> unless Owen, unless Owen brought his own donut to the situation, like, I think he just he's walks just up with a donut in his hand. Do you imagine? I, do, I think he's just kind of dumb, respectfully. <laughs> but could you imagine he walks up to this situation? He's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And they're like, "Why are you holding a bear claw?" literally like, oh I totally forgot I had this yeah mm, got hungry <laughs> sorry but Owen but here's the other thing is Owen doesn't seem like the type to eat a bear claw so why is he holding a bear claw I wish that I could tell you I mean I guess it could be a thing where like no because he's not the type to do that I was gonna say like if Mateo's eating it maybe he like grabs it out of his hand to be like come on man but that's something like Judd would do yeah I don't know. I who knows? Why who knows? the bear claw? We're just speculating. <laughs> yes. Oh, we have yeah. spoken way too long about the bear claw. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to everyone yeah. who had to listen to that 
that whole breakdown of what does it mean Ugh. to the song what does it mean oh my god literally <laughs> i feel like a tiktok right now <laughs> but just do a tiktok and zoom in on his hand what does yeah. it mean yes oh i can't but I'm not ready for Owen to be off the mountain. <laughs> Is that horrible of me to say? I don't no. want him off the mountain. I want him to just stay there. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, but we kind of danced around it. We haven't really actually like talked about it, but that entire final scene in the ICU where Carlos comes up and he's like, Nancy, you said he wanted to see me and she said well and the look on his face where he goes from kind of indignant angry to of oh of course he'd call me to his bedside when he's been injured again to oh shit this is serious like he could die like Raphael is so good at facial acting oh my god so good I love him so much I just, he really is just phenomenal. He, he's truly a gem. A true gem. Like, I just, I love him so much. <laughs> yes. This whole cast is just covered in gem people. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, And then there's Marjan. Because, like, the entire episode, I'm like, okay, is somebody going to find Marjan? Is somebody gonna find Marjan yeah like, they mentioned her they're like has anybody seen Marjan I'm like oh no she went to go see Owen but they didn't even get, like it was like a flyaway comment and I'm like guys ain't nobody gonna like try to check up on her okay okay I just I just here's the thing is that respectfully 911 has a does a, the 911 universe should I say the the Nine CU, if you will. Nine CU. <laughs> it has a problem with like making characters make stupid fucking decisions that they wouldn't normally make. And we saw that and we talked about it at length when it came to Athena not knowing that her coworker had his throat slit. Yes. So why are we now pretending like? Like the, I get, nobody finding Marjan or talking to her in hours isn't something to be worried about in the middle of a fucking blizzard in Texas. To be fair, did they mention it before they found Paul or was it after? Because I feel like Paul would have said, I can't remember if it was Paul that said something or somebody else said something. I don't think it was Paul. Because I was going to say, Paul mentioned Marjan when he was talking to the girl and he was like, she's my ride or die. She's my bestie, like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, to be fair, the person that would check up on her is Paul. That's true. Preoccupied right now. But then she was mentioned. Like you said, like somebody said, has anybody heard from Marjan? And they said, oh, she's up. Was it Grace and Judd? Oh, yes, it was Grace and Judd. Yeah. So, like, you're telling me that Judd wouldn't be, like, we haven't heard from her in hours. She's supposed to be on her job helping us. They sort of did a flyaway comment about her when he was like, oh, yeah, you men at 126, at the 126 or something. And they're like, not just the men. And I'm like, okay, then why isn't Marjan more frontal in your thoughts now that you've found Paul? Yeah. Like. Maybe that's the next episode where they're suddenly like, oh, wait, Paul's okay. TK's not. But wait, where's Marjan? We haven't heard from Marjan in like 24 hours. I just, what the hell? (laughs) It's a blizzard, folks. Check up on your neighbors. Especially like the ones that you just knew went up to some random fucking place. (laughs) Like, hello. I'm going to be so mad if someone like Billy finds Marjan because I'm going to be like, listen, that's not how this is done. No, he already found, he's already <laughs> going to find what's her freaking name. But I'm saying, I don't know where like directionality anything is in this Ugh. damn show. So I like, know. by all means, 
he could run it. They could run into Marshawn. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> we don't know anything, folks. Especially not in a blizzard when you can't tell one road from the side of the road. Um, but also, just in general, we have no idea where anything is on these shows. Not even nine one one proper. Like, I don't know where anything is in relation to something else. No, it's not something I know. Other shows that are in smaller towns, yes, because, like, you see the whole town, like, almost every episode, so you, like, know where everything is. But, like, that's the problem when you have a show that's in a big city. You're like, I don't know where anything is, like, where anything is located. Yeah. But anyway, my main point is, if Marjan's found by somebody other than a 126 member, I'm going to be upset. 100%. 100%. Because they're her family. And it's like, you made such a big deal of making sure she had a whole conversation about them being her family in the first episode. And, like, if you're going to have somebody else find her, like... If... Here's the thing. And I'm saying that... I'm speaking this into existence because I don't think it would ever happen. If you got... The only person allowed to save Marjan who isn't from the 126 is Mina Masood if you bring him back. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Which that's he has a new rom-com coming out in a few days. Can you guys please watch it and support him? <laughs> Thank yes. you. I need him to do more projects. He made a billion dollars in Disney and nobody will fucking hire him. <laughs> anyway. That's a conversation for another time. oh gosh but yes um what do you think jod and grace should name their baby or are gonna name their baby Ooh, i have no idea i literally every time i try to like think of something the fictional character i'm gonna throw one out there I'm going to throw this out there because, again, it'll never happen. Teresa. That's a cute name. I don't love it, but that was, like, the first name that came to mind. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa. Well, that's, you know, the one that came to mind for me was Lucy, but I don't know why. Oh, I like Lucy or Lucille. I like Lucy. I like Lucy. It's very simple, very melodic which I feel like Grace is a melodic name so like I don't yeah. know Lucy Ryder that just sounds pretty yeah <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even fucking know I I know it, it's a mystery uh I'm excited to find out though I I am too um I just hope she does not have Bebe in the car because they made it look like she's going to get cut, caught caught in traffic or something. And I'm like, do not have Bebe in the car. It will, like, genuinely anger me if they do that. Like, why do you guys have to make everything so hard? Can you just let these characters have one moment apiece? <laughs> Say that to TK. Like, TK, that's literally TK's mantra now. Um, he's saying, when will I know peace? Yes. <laughs> literally literally the boy has had an overdose he's been shot he's had his heart broken multiple times i can't i just want to know why they broke up i i do i do too like i understand dragging that out a little bit too like to like make it seem realistic about them talking to each other but like that doesn't stop one or the other of them talking about it like, like Nancy talk to Nancy and be like, yeah, you know, like I want, that's what I'm trying to manifest for next episode. Next episode, I want Nancy and Carlos to be sitting at the hospital and like Nancy be like, come on, can you just like, what happened between you guys? And like yeah. him being in that vulnerable state is going to say something. Ugh. Manifesting it because I want it to happen. But anyway, um, what do you rate this episode? 
Um, I'd say this one. I'd say like a 3.5 out of 5. Too much Owen. Which like I know that's any episode, but like if he had a different storyline, I wouldn't complain. I probably would, but it, not as much. <laughs> I still gave it a I think I gave it a 4. Um, yeah. And I stand by that because it was a very solid episode. I feel like Brian and Ronan's performances really overshone the Owens BS that we had to deal with. Um, yeah. And I, I'm interested a little to see how TK's condition is going to affect Owen's storyline. I, I'm like, I'm not really sure where it's going. Like, I don't understand the point of it. So I'm like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know how it's going to end. Is TK's condition going to affect the way it ends? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but so I still gave it a four because while Owen was very annoying and I did not <laughs> want him there, um, the other parts really shone brightly. So I was like, okay, they make up for the fact that he lost them a song. Um, yeah. But, and some of the storyline just, was some of the writing was only meh um yeah but yeah i agree um, with that unfortunately we have to wait two weeks for the next episode very dumb <sighs> very dumb um i will say though i do want to say this when the woman came up and was yelling about how she was the boy's mother I immediately recognized her because I watched Army Wives when it was on TV. <laughs> and she played one of the Army Wives. I can't think of yeah. the actress's name, but like I knew her as the redheaded Army Wife that was at the beginning of the series was a surrogate for somebody and was pretending it was her baby while she was pregnant. See, I knew her as one of the moms from Runaways. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> plays a mom no matter what either way yes. she's an army wife she's a mom too um oh but, she was i she was like one of my favorites though on runaways so i did enjoy seeing her again no she's a great actress she's really she's yes. a really good actress but um i was just like oh that woman yeah. <laughs> and then of course when john posey showed up again i was like oh hey john posey what's up <laughs> um Oh, very funny. Anyways, that's my claim to fame is I'll sit there and watch an episode and then like say to whoever I'm watching the episode with, or if nobody's there, I'll just say it out loud. I don't care. Um, I'll be like, oh my gosh, that person did that. Um, yep. Yeah. Or I'll be like, or I'll like do say like if, if two actors, if a guest actor shows up on a show and one of the main actors on the show has done another show with that guest actor. I'm like, ooh, reunion. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we haven't really had any of those yet. Yeah, but no. Anyways, but yes, yeah, so we'll be back in two weeks. I know we've taken Yay. a lot of time off lately, but that's blame the television. Oh, the cookie people. crumbles. Blame the television. Yeah. Um, and also blame the holiday season because we were just I, like, we were going to do episodes during the holiday season and then we were like, no, it's too busy. <laughs> yeah. I, now let me ask you this and never mind. I'll ask you once we're done recording. <laughs> it would just like extend way too far. All right. Well, all right, guys. Goodbye. Bye.